0: Oh my God! Of course, it was my idea. Duh! Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, you're going to Drag Race? You need to, you need to talk about me. They have to remember me. Fierce, fierce, fierce! I love this podcast. Fierce, fierce, weather, fierce, food, fierce. This weather, hello. Hello,
1: I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter, coming to you today with gratitude that we are blessed and highly favored and soft and supple enough to invade your earholes once again on a season of EW's Quick Drag Podcast. And I am also thankful that I was able to purchase and wear today on this very broadcast the new Sephira Cristal breastplate necklace that is currently draped around my neck. And I can confirm it is of equal length to Lux Noir London's 40-inch wig. The perfect accessory for any occasion, from mopping the floor to murder in a lip sync.
2: And I'm Jillian Cederholm, EW's news director, and just like RuPaul, I only want to celebrate spring break in January, and I will expect Derek Barry to be the (laughs) only person dressed for the occasion.
1: (laughs) And for our grand return to being MCs ourselves, I guess, uh, to, to the time and space that exists between your heart and ears, we are broadcasting live today from... The Candy Muse Bodega in Brooklyn, where we've chosen to wreak havoc at the top of season sixteen, and I also, no, I seem to have picked up.
2: I've
1: picked. I've seem to have picked up something from the bodega, and Jillian is going to be so excited about this. I picked. Listeners,
2: up, if this annoys you, please give us a five star review, <laughs> and then only DM Joey to say it annoyed you.
1: Well, I just we're at the bodega, so I had to pick up. Um, some chips but as we told you in our season preview episode we were freshly revived and thawed out from our corporate cryo sleep but we failed to mention where our cryo sleep vessels were stored since all stars eight ended so coming up later on this episode we fittingly invited the owner ceo and businesswoman behind the candy muse bodega to join us to share her thoughts on the season 16 premiere and any tea she's willing to spill on her drag daughter's tsunami mainly because it was A contractual obligation since Jillian Closet and I were graciously stored in her bodega's back stock room since August.
2: It does seem weird for business that they only are selling Jessica Wild guacamole chips and bananas (laughs) in this bodega. (laughs) And bananas too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yeah, that's what I was just eating. I was just eating the Jessica Wild chips.
2: Before we bring Candy to the show, we have so much to discuss about the first episode of the two-part season 16 premiere joey on premiere day we also debuted ew's full season 16 group interview with you and the full cast of queens available now on ew's youtube and ew.com slash drag race had all kinds of fun teases about what's in store for us this season you also attended a big premiere event in new york city that night and i understand you have some interesting stories that you would like to share that you have not revealed with me even until now
1: Oh yes, I was saving, well there was one that I was going to wait to tell you, but I absolutely could not because it gave me so much joy. Uh just walking around this we were at the Hammerstein Ballroom and is it Stein Hammerstein Hammerstein. It was huge. It was unlike any other premiere I've ever seen for drag race in the years that I've been covering. It it was incredible. They had a runway, they had a stage, all the queens did like a little runway walk. Michelle Visage was there, Mother was introducing them. It was so much fun. There were so many alums there. And the one I was most excited about, <laughs> I was just standing there in the crowd and hovering over everyone else's head in the crowd was Miss Ornisha. Mm-hmm. The real Ornisha was there. She was there hovering above the crowd on Vivacious's well, head. We know
2: that she does make an appearance in, in Untucked in, the, this, in this episode, so she, she should be there.
1: Absolutely. She was there just supporting her very own season premiere. Wait, and, we're
2: getting ahead of ourselves, but okay. In your article about the new Untucked, you you observed that Ernacia is in a scene and then had disappeared then in another scene. This is where she, she was. Just, yeah, at this, this is the where she party. was.
1: I did notice that she comes back in a very brief like one of the black and white interludes she's back again but she's definitely not there the whole time but yes she was jet setting hopping onto planes to go to new york to go to this premiere so that was amazing seeing her there was also this very funny moment where they had like this balcony where i guess the queens all of the alums that were there were watching the premiere they only showed us like the first 15 minutes and i guess all the queens were up there on the balcony and I remember looking up there and just being like going down the line and identifying like, oh, Jigli Caliente, Jasmine Kennedy, like all of them just lined up. And Sasha Colby was filming herself (laughs) because they showed Sasha's commercial, the one there, she's like dancing and whipping her hair around. Mm -hmm. And I turn around and see Sasha Colby filming herself on the biggest screen ever. That was the cutest moment. But then (laughs) after all the queens trickled down from there, I'm standing right below the balcony and I look up. And there's only two people up there, the most insane looking like figure with like a crocheted face and hair. It was like a two foot tall head on top of this like red costume Mm -hmm. and someone who was not in drag, like furiously, like, well, not furiously, but like just very like energetically speaking to this figure. And we were all like, who the fuck is this? And I realized when the person who was not in drag turned around, it was Lucy LaDuca (laughs) and out of drag. And then everybody was wondering who this person in this giant crocheted head was. It was (laughs) Thorgie. And so it was just funny watching Lucy, like (laughs) furiously speaking to this figure up on this balcony. But uh, there was also a very cute moment where Uh, plasma brought her parents over uh, to me to introduce me to her parents because her dad wanted to say hello because he liked that I was so interested in the story of him making her Marilyn Monroe prop from the individual interviews. (laughs) And he was like, I'm the guy who made the Marilyn Monroe prop. So it was was really cute getting to meet him as well. There was a whole House of Aja reunion moment, Dahlia, Aja, Candy, they were all there. Tsunami, they were all there. And then uh the other funny moment was uh i when i eventually was i was talking with Jasmine Kennedy in the the crowd and <laughs> she was just very enthusiastically <laughs> eating a chicken sandwich and i just thought it was the funniest thing. Alexis Michelle was there, i got to speak with Alexis Michelle, Lux was there, uh all the cast of season 16, it was just it was a really really fun funny uh alum filled evening. So uh, and yeah, were I'm, they
2: wearing the same outfits that they wore in your video earlier, or they all changed for the?
1: Uh, no, they all changed. They changed for this for this any event. It was like a, any
2: fashion highlights from the group.
1: Yeah, I I really everybody. Oh, I mean, Safira brought the house down like i mean she looked incredible she had this she had, like tall spiky ponytail like sticking straight up at the top of her hair she was her legs were just looked a million feet long amanda also looks really good um plasma looks good mark? no no i'm saying like <laughs> she looked really really good she looks like a fashion amoeba plasma looked great she had all these feathers where literally anywhere she walked for the rest of the evening you could see the little feathers it looks like a feather massacre all on the floor (laughs) and um it was funny plain jane was wearing spikes on her outfit and she was like i had the right idea she was like i I knew what i was doing with this she was like i don't want anybody like hugging me at this event so she was like i'm wearing spikes um so yeah that's that's you know relatable icon but uh also tsunami uh paid tribute to the moment we asked her about in the individual interviews where she lost her shoe at the fashion show. And she left her shoe on the stage and then walked off the stage without her shoe.
2: Wait, really? Or she just forgot her shoe?
1: Yeah. And I couldn't see it at first because the way that we were positioned, we were down a little bit and the stage was up a little higher. So I couldn't see it. And I didn't see it until she posted about it on social media the next day. (laughs) But yeah, it was I was like, I wish I could have seen that in person. But, yeah, they they all look... Oh, also, okay, Maya. Maya's look on the runway. It was like a Madonna-inspired with the gloves and the... I, I mean, mother. She looked incredible. They all looked good. Awesome. We should definitely talk about this episode, all well, this fanfare around the episode. We should talk about the episode itself. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about it because it was... I, I Hands down, I think it was one of the best Drag Race premieres in a really long time. Last year's was good. This one... It got me so excited. I think that there were two moments here where I have laughed harder than I maybe have at Drag Race in years. Mm-hmm. And Jillian and I have been talking about these moments <laughs> ever since it first happened. And we'll talk about that later. But this half of the two-part premiere introduced us to a mandatory meeting, Don, Mirage, Morphine Love, Dion, Q, Sephira Cristal, and Tsunami Muse. We immediately kicked off with the return of the doorbell peephole mini challenge that they also did on season 11, but they did I it on I completely forgot about
2: that.
1: Yeah, it, I loved that back on season 11. I thought it was so funny. But we also had Love Connie again playing the role of a nosy neighbor that I unfortunately <laughs> thought was Sarge returning as Wintergreen at first in the very quick shot. I quickly realized it was Love Connie, guess. but I mean. Yeah. I do not get that. <laughs> That's what I well it, I it, when when they were first introduced, it was only like very quickly in the in the side of the frame, and I was like, oh my god, Sarge! And then <laughs> you just always every
2: episode anticipating a Sarge, anticipating writing, Sarge, yes,
1: yes. But uh, the mini challenge I thought was really funny. I thought Don stood out. I thought Don's was the funniest of the mini challenge. I also liked morphine not being (laughs) sure what to say when rupaul was like is that the morphine i ordered And morphine is just (laughs) like um yes it's me i've been (laughs) delivered (laughs) which is so silly and stupid and uh i thought it was a really fun return to form of like older drag race mini challenges so i thought that was really fun
2: yeah i thought it was fun and i agree I, i was a little bit worried At first, when we found out that they were not, that it was a split premiere, but that it was going to be a two part premiere, not on the same day. And I thought that it would leave us, I don't know, just like, well, we just want to see the other group. But I think this really was a great way to have these queens get like a full week of fanfare. And I really thought like this episode really stood on its own and was so funny. And I'm now happy that it didn't suddenly get buried with whatever great things are hopefully in store in the next episode.
1: Yeah. I think it was also though, you could start to see some maybe themes or pick up on certain things from the Queens that might mm-hmm. be consistent throughout the rest of the season. I, I mean, y- you could tell maybe Mirage was a little nervous in the mini challenge and she felt a little nervous at first I think in our individual interview the first one that I was going to say that too I also felt that way about her and but then she, yeah it's it's like a very cute kind of nervous like it's like yes. she's she like just really wants to do well and she and, and it was I could tell that that's what she the way she was um, acting in the little mini challenge it's like an endearing kind of nervous yeah. and but I mean Dawn you could tell just immediately was just like I'm going to be silly and stupid and she chased Love Connie off. <laughs> Of the
2: set. Yes, I that, that was, was really so funny. funny. That was probably yes. my favorite moment of any of the mini challenges. And yeah, I was really happy or I'm really excited to see Dawn in an improv challenge. I feel Me like too. she can really hold her own. Oh, so yeah, yes. I was really impressed by her. And Safira also was like, oh. you know, bouncing off of RuPaul yes. and able to and then also, you know, get in the moves and and looking great mm-hmm. and obviously winning.
1: What did um, Rue say? Rue was like, you look like a Jehovah's Witness coming
2: up. Yes, walking up to the door. Um, yeah, it was it was great. And then, um, yeah, at first I was like, oh, is Rue like not – I mean, I don't know. I guess I still wonder like how they pulled this off um, in terms of like Rue actually looking at them and, and saying things. Well,
1: it looks like you had a little iPad. So, yeah, they probably had like a ring camera or something yeah. on there.
2: So yeah, because at first I was like, "Well, it'd be awkward if Rue's not," because they are like the ones who are playing off of Rue. It seemed like obviously that she is there, giving yeah. them the back and forth. I would love but to there see was, that I had a, I had one of my classic freeze frame moments though when oh, I was yes. trying to figure out if Rue was actually there with them or not, and it's because it zoomed in on the <laughs> iPad and it showed like a close up of Rue's hands. And I mean, obviously, this is the kind of thing that happens in TV and film all the time. Like when you're in a close up, there's a hand model or whatever. But this person holding the iPad was absolutely not RuPaul's fingers. <laughs> and I was like, I, I feel like RuPaul, if she had also watched this in Freeze Frame, would have been like, okay, can we get someone that at least doesn't have like a hangnail? And
1: wait, you didn't sh- share that with me either. I didn't share it with you until now because oh I was like, it's God. so stupid.
2: But anyway, it was just like I w- went back and I was like, okay. What do RuPaul out of drag like? What do his hands what look do like? RuPaul
1: what hands do RuPaul look like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a very nice manicure with like kind of like a soft, like pinkish polish. And that was not what was in the close up of, I mean, okay, now I'm like acting like it was a mangled hand. So I'm sorry to the person who was holding the PA holding this. But uh, it was just, it was not, I was like, those are not RuPaul's hands. We know Ru's fingers.
1: Oh gosh, it was yes. Yeah, sorry to Sasha, Sasha, <laughs> Sasha Colby's adopted son Justin. The PA who was oh, holding no. this. Who oh, was no. holding this. Mother, make your children uh, manicure their hands. But <laughs> yes. what what a moment, Jillian. Thank you for bringing that up.
2: Oh, and also, like, isn't RuPaul? Ve- I thought RuPaul was vegan. I mean, I I, I know that RuPaul will lo- will say whatever to like. Oh, that was
1: so funny. Improv-
2: She's gonna yes, and you. She's we not gonna be like no, sorry, I'm, I'm vegan, gonna, have, but. Right.
1: It who was just funny because I was like, for... I think RuPaul actually is vegan. Yeah. And who, who do you think they're going to vote for? Not you.
2: <laughs> that was great. So good. Um, okay. So later, RuPaul comes into the workroom. She is there in person, not on the iPad, in a little train conductor outfit with gloves as a scarf, which That's I thought so was good. brilliant. So good. Uh, also, to introduce the Raid a Queen component that is our new twist of the season that asked the queens to rank their peers later in the episode. And she also revealed that immunity is going to return for challenge winning queens for the first time since season five, which was over 10 years ago. Um, I, okay. Hopefully this doesn't turn into the new, what are the fame games? <laughs> struggle that I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just I'm forgot about that. To...
1: Just now, Jillian, I cannot go through another season of that one. Okay.
2: okay. I'm sure that I will quickly be able to wrap my head around how this immunity oh works. <laughs> um, But I mean, just, I mean, it did throw me off that we had an immunity, but there was no elimination or anyone even up for elimination in this episode. Yeah. Um, but what were your thoughts when you learned that? Let's do immunity first, and then we'll talk about raid a queen. That immunity is back. Yeah,
1: Are you a I fan think, of
2: immunity or no? Ah, uh, yeah, I think it's.
1: I, I always like a format change that is not necessarily either. Well, I guess yeah, we've seen immunity before, but we haven't seen it in a really long time. And I liked that Canada's Drag Race brought the uh, was it Golden Beaver? Yeah, and i think that felt really fun and this also feels like a very fun kind of twist that we have not seen in a really long time so it'll be interesting to see how these newer this newer school of queens will react to a twist because as we said we've seen a whole generation of drag queens come up raised on rupaul's drag race that were not on the show like 10, 11, 12 years ago. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes the dynamic for strategizing mm-hmm. um, because the way it was worded was very, it almost makes it seem like the Queens can save immunity for a future challenge of their choice and it might not just be for the week ahead. Yeah. So that I think is very interesting if that is indeed, if we're understanding, I might I might be on the Jillian fame games understanding level of this, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that will be that will be very interesting.
2: Yeah, because I guess then otherwise it would be whoever gets immunity in the first two episodes would both have just immunity for the first elimination. But I yes. guess if it is and so okay, this is something that came up in your full cast interview, um, that you can go ew.com slash drag race or YouTube. Um, where Safira, when you were asking for like, mood uh, words of the season or something, right. said hoarders, hoarders. And everyone was like, kind of like, okay, I don't know, like fully yeah. get it. And some yeah. people were like, okay. So then I was like, wait, when I found out about immunity, I was like, what if somebody is just like, is like winning several episodes and then hoarding a bunch of immunity. Either, she, either one queen is hoarding a bunch of immunities and then like the last five episodes, you're like, okay, well, she's like definitely in the finals because she can't get out for the next five episodes because she has immunity. Or... So, or you get an episode where everyone who like is in the bottom three has one immunity or however many immunities, and what the hell is going to happen? Like who? Like yeah. so, the safe queens end up in the bottom because everyone who's truly a bottom has immunity.
1: Everyone um, who's truly a bottom. So this could bottom. get really interesting. <laughs> wow, Jillian. everyone who's truly a bottom.
2: <laughs> oh no,
1: <laughs> speculation, speculation abound. Uh, I think well, so. We also had. Um, Charlize Theron, as a guest judge in the workroom, she entered with baked goods, uh, that were absolutely not gluten-free. Uh, I know my gluten allergy is a questionable topic uh, on this podcast.
2: (laughs) Okay. As of this record, are you Joey Nolfi (laughs) allergic to gluten or not?
1: I am, uh intolerant of gluten however i will say there is a photo of me at this event (laughs) this drag race premiere event of me eating a very gluten-filled chicken sandwich while standing next to jan and jackie cox (laughs) which i sent to you jillian over the weekend
2: (laughs) oh it's been widely circulated
1: It has not been widely (laughs) circulated. I sent it (laughs) only to you. and So there is photographic evidence. Gluten intolerance anonymous meeting. Jillian is (laughs) sending it to my sponsor. Um, But yes, uh, I felt fine after that. So who's to say? Maybe I could have eaten Miss Charlize Theron's um, South African uh, not gluten-free treats that she brought into the workroom. But I will say I did like that she came in as like, She's one of the celebrities, I think, that does use her platform to talk about drag a lot. I mean, she didn't we do a whole article last year about how she's like the biggest drag race stand and she talks about it a lot. She also participated, I believe, in that telethon last yes. year. Um, so she I, I love when these guest judges come in knowing the industry, they're paying attention to it like Cameron Diaz, too, uh, and also like walking the walk. And they're not just like going on drag race and calling it a day. And like that's yeah. my activism for the day. So I thought it was really Miley cool.
2: Cyrus going on Joe Rogan of all podcasts to be like, "Yeah, I live for drag queens. Here's why they're so great," and not like refusing to make exactly. a single like play into his. And then she was like,
1: "Well, them. that's what people say about you too. You just do it all the same thing." Exactly. When he tried to be like, "Oh, they all do the same thing," uh, I love that she was praising Kennedy Davenport in that moment too. Uh, but the other moment from this, <laughs> I still I'm sorry when. <laughs> I was so cooped when Charlize entered the room and Mirage thanked her by reducing her to one of her worst roles in history. She was like, oh, my God, that's Eon Flux. Oh, I thought it was amazing. Okay, so
2: when Cher walks into the EW <laughs> office her
1: star, Cher. for her
2: lifetime interview, it's you're going to be like, oh, my God, Burlesque is here.
1: Well, if you yes. recall, Jillian, the one time I interviewed Cher – <laughs> It was about an elephant documentary. And also I asked her if she would ever go on Drag Race. So two projects that I feel like Cher is not associated with that we ended up asking her about. So – and both those stories did well. So, I
2: mean, I would say Cher is largely associated with Drag Race without ever stepping foot. That's true. Her. Actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what? That That is very true. But on to the talent show. Charlize stuck around. Uh, we saw Morphine doing a little dance to a Rosalia song. Amanda performed an original tune about her missing kitty. Mirage did a stripper heel clack performance that I will say I was not that thrilled with when I first watched it. But then it grows into this masterpiece the more you watch it and you notice all the little intricate things that she's doing. So it was insane that she got a critique of it being messy from Michelle Visage of all people. That was one of the most polished, put-together performances. Like, it, it was amazing i cannot believe that she was not high for that because it was an amazing performance but then we had tsunami she did a song slash slow burn fashion walk uh Sephira then performed a live opera piece in italian with really hilarious subtitles in english and then dawn did a lip sync to a song with a completely bonkers visual element and q did perhaps One of the funniest things I've ever seen on Drag Race where she used her head and a very tiny body to perform a ballet number that I still can't think about without laughing. Jillian, uh, this talent show, what are your big takeaways, favorite moments, runway reactions? I think we should just talk about it all.
2: Yeah, talent show, I think we are in full agreement that Q and Safira just really like blew me away totally. I was screaming. I loved it completely. I I really enjoyed Mirages from my first viewing on <laughs> like some people that needed multiple. Um, I did not no, I enjoy
1: it. I just was like, oh, it's okay. She's dancing. But then when you watch yeah. it over and over again, you're like, holy shit. Yeah.
2: When you really look at what she's doing and just like how flexible she is, like the oh. people – like we see a lot of splits that are like Oh my god, they might need they might need a medic after this. But this is just like one of these people that's yeah. like a Gumby like just doing whatever with her body like a when rubber band. It's talks so crazy. She's got a
1: nitra and then flips her hair back and there's the knife sound effect and she just yes. f- f- flawlessly seamlessly goes back on that back. Oh my god. Yeah. Incredible. I was
2: I was really impressed. Um I thought Amanda's was really funny. I thought that, that cool. um What was interesting, I was looking at the other queens and they were kind of distracting me. Like I wasn't really seeing them – as much as sometimes we see, like living for each other, I think like was like nerves of like this is the first time you're like in front of these judges, so I'm not going to say that they were being overly shady. I don't there's, know, no, but I mean no like <laughs> uh, even like, like Q like kept looking over at RuPaul kind of after each one of like okay is this like is this going to be a positive edit or a negative edit? Like what should my reaction? <laughs> what mother be? says
1: goes. Well, there is that one tweet that's going around that's like uh, t- uh when you say. Gays don't know how to applaud, and it's literally everybody giving a different kind of reaction. Like Don has her little sausage finger; that's just like, oh, I haven't seen this. She is like looking off to RuPaul, <laughs> like you said, and other people are like just clapping more normally. It's it's really funny. That's so funny,
2: yeah. And then there was who who performed that? Amanda was like going wild for. Was it tsunami? Amanda was like going wild, think, and then yes. Don and her like kind of gives her a look, and then in her confessional was like, I was like underwhelmed. So. <laughs> I don't know, so maybe Amanda is like the the cheer girl
1: of the season. She's the Deja like. Sky. Oh my God, that yes, image of Deja Sky. What why still so much respect to Deja Sky for being a woman of her word. She was yes. like, "I'm going to lift you all up," and they're all there dead face, and then Deja is losing her mind. Is so funny still, but I do think we we were talking a little bit about this that these sort of patterns that we see with the talent show, because we start to see patterns when it comes to all stars and Mm -hmm. uh, confessionals and maybe how certain Queens go into this, where you can clearly see that they have an idea of how they're going to either behave or approach the challenges or comedy or whatever, because they want to uh, get in the good graces of fans, both capital F and lower F. But I think that we're also starting to see that in the talent show too. I mean, whether it's conscious or not, and it could be, very wise to to do this to try to maybe like orchestrate uh, these certain moments. Like we saw Anitra last year with the duck moment, and then yes. I I kind of felt like Amanda's, especially since it was recalling an animal and she can't find her kitty, and it was it was very much like I see the sort of w- the way that the mind was working, and like okay, this worked last year for a queen. Maybe I'll try to do something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And I think Amanda did a did a great job, but Don also like kind of came in with like. Maybe a little bit of oddball weirdness with the talent show, that yeah. the same way that it worked for someone like Willow Pill. So, and this is not in any way saying that these queens are these other queens, but it's just, you know, you see the pattern of things that worked in a talent yeah. show, and you can kind of see the other queens weaving that into their performances. But the other thing that we have never seen a queen do um, Miss Safira calling RuPaul daddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that was so that good. was so was fun. Yeah, so Safira just moments. like the way that she's able to just like the the quickness, and I guess so you know not what I'm talking about. Overly intimidated. What
1: she was like. You know what I'm talking about.
2: Oh, oh I thought you were saying <laughs> that to me. <laughs> no. um, yeah, that was great. And so, but yeah, like when it comes to the songs, it is I it is like kind of concerning that I, I guess I get worried for them. Like if you. Well, I mean, hey, no one got eliminated on this anyway. So I guess it didn't matter. Like, yeah. if you're putting yourself up, like, I'm just worried about them all competing against each other. Like, if everyone kind of is, has the same quote unquote talent of like a song and dance number, then suddenly you're all going to be compared to each other. And so I think before it was like, oh, a couple of girls have a song and dance. It usually does pretty well because you're doing the skills that we want to see from you on the show. But now it's like, and then it was like more of a, a risk to be the person that's put making a glass of ice water or whatever now it's almost like if you're doing that you're like one of the like you might be the only person not doing a song and dance and it kind of makes you look a little bit better unless you get a shady edit i do still stand by making a glass of ice water is funny yeah Um, i do i think so
1: too yeah and did you see also irene put on her instagram story over the weekend she was like she was like oh no one went home, dot, dot, dot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, she really, yeah, I don't know, like, the talent show, I kind of hate that we do Ugh, I don't know, I'm torn because I do I like anybody getting should. through eliminations, but just let them show our talent yes. and let's not judge them right. on that. We're talent introducing show. them to us on this Exactly,
1: episode. exactly. I think if you're going to eliminate a queen on the first episode, it should not be also paired with the talent show Maxi Challenge. Because yeah. um, the talent show, like, we're getting to know them. They can choose what they want to do. This is them showing their art to us. And yeah, that whole ice water thing with Irene, I mean, I think that that is a number that with the correct editing would have been like everybody would have been dying over that. So it was unfortunate um, that we saw that, but God, I can't believe it's been a year since we've seen that already. Um, Yeah. It's wild.
2: But I mean, yeah. So I think, I think it was fine. I guess like I wanted, I was, I was curious to see over the weekend if there would if a let loose would emerge that I just didn't fully like clock at the time or uh, not a silicon clock I think both of those were slightly slow burns I think it was maybe even like the week or so after those episodes that everyone was like oh this is actually we're looking yeah. for these songs now.
1: yeah let loose was not an overnight thing yeah
2: so I'm curious to see if any of these do reach that status I don't know if any of them are stuck in my head or if I could even like really hum them at this point though
1: mirages is the closest mirages, I think. probably I, yeah. yeah um
2: and then onto the runway do we have any highlights i was a little i don't know it's a lot to ask of a queen of like oh blow us away with a full reveal on this but i guess i was kind of like as even the outfits that i did really like like cues and dawns. i think even those the the reveal was slightly like it wasn't a reveal into a completely different outfit which i I guess i'm so used to
1: yeah i liked cues better before the reveal i think it could it would have been fine just Mm. just like that um yeah but yeah i mean uh the runway was was okay i mean i i think that it led to one of the funniest moments in drag race history thanks to safira uh so (laughs) I'm thankful that this runway was the reveal runway, even if I wasn't, like, super blown away by everything, uh, because it gave us this moment with Safira. It just... Well, so for great.
2: me, the real moment with Safira is coming up later. Yes. Um, but the other thing that it did give us, is, and that it was really kind of making me think of Irene and this kind of a thing where you really can... Manipulate and edit. I, you know, when you when we see Amanda come out, mess up on her her wig immediately falls off. I think she had been, like stepped foot maybe half a second on the stage when her, <laughs> wig her wig falls off, off. Look, um, and then says, "Oh, can I do it again?" Runs off and does it again. <laughs> I
1: don't think um, we've ever seen that on camera before.
2: I, I was trying to remember. I feel like there was someone that had some kind of a slight. Slip up and I don't know in my head it's like RuPaul telling them they can do it again or oh
1: maybe yeah I, I can't
2: really remember what I'm thinking of. So there but there is a rumor that in season four, the person who ended up winning that in her entrance she messed up walking in or, or stumbled over her line or something and was able to do it again and we never saw the mess up. We saw only saw walking in and getting the line cracked and that person, you know, went on to win and had a great edit on the show at the time. So I guess it just made me think of like, okay, what if they had taken that out and only put Amanda walking out and doing it flawlessly? And I mean, okay, she still did unzip it into maybe makeup and a wig that <laughs> might have still had some comments from the really- judges. But I, th- I could see it being more of like a a wow moment because in the trailer they showed a quick shot of somebody in that look. And I thought it was going to be like a Jimbo.
1: I thought it was Dawn.
2: The look again. Yeah. I thought I was like, Oh, this is going to be like a a real runway highlight for me this season, whoever this is. And then.
1: Well, it reminded me a lot of on Dragula. There is um, a queen, Cynthia doll who did a, somewhat similar look well well i don't mm. want to say similar but it was the same kind of idea except there wasn't a reveal to it and it is one of my favorite drag looks i've ever seen it is so funny she was like this alien green sort of blonde bimbo oh, looking thing, kind of thing you mean
2: what was under the
1: no she wasn't it, there was nothing under it she was it, but she had a It wasn't her face. It was like the same kind of concept that Amanda Mm -hmm. stepped out with where it was that kind of look where it was just like a fake skin and cloth person over her. She she was like an alien. Well, also kind
2: of what Jimbo did when it was supposed to be the Trixie box of fabrics. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very, it's very similar. But um yeah, on Dracula, they did not like that look, but I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen.
2: All right. So after the talent show, the Queens were sequestered in the workroom in front of this giant screen showing all of their competitors, but not themselves, and had to rank the queens. Similar to what happens on Netflix's The Circle. Uh, but these queens were not given any criteria for their rankings. They weren't even said, like, I don't even think it was ever said, like, based it on performance. It was yeah. just rank. The Queens. Right. Um, so Amanda said she was voting, not voting on merit, and was like just going to come up with something, str- some kind of strategy. Mirage said she was voting on whoever made she her she laugh because that's is. what she looks for in drag. Yes. While others did seem to be ranking probably on performance, or I think also some were mentioning outfits. Um, Like Dawn, who does know her sister Tsunami very well, and you would expect maybe she would put her at the top just for being friends, um, but actually ranked her really low and said that she was underwhelmed by her talent show. Um, and Morphine said she was putting Tsunami in fourth instead of fifth to save her, um, which was kind of interesting because like, if you really were making a strategic move to save someone, thinking that they might land in the bottom, I would probably put them... I don't know, like at least like here's my
1: second to last place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was like, okay, she's still going to be bottom two. (laughs) So funny. So that was, that was funny. Um, but but what did did you
1: put her in fourth place?
2: Yes. Um, so what did you think about this twist? And is it even, I, we already had talked about this a little bit of like what is the point of this twist if it's truly only going to be on these two episodes? Um, just for it drama. seems like the point is drama.
1: Just drama, yeah. I think yeah. that it's it's a good produced twist. It's just for drama because then they can later be like, oh well, you didn't vote for me or you were going to vote for me and you did or didn't. I, I mean, I, I just think yeah, because the bottom two placements didn't actually matter. They didn't count for anything. So yeah. uh, I think the only, I mean, it did count for the top two, which. I, yeah, I mean, I guess could also be strategic because certain people, let's say they bring this twist back in the middle of the season or after, like if there's a lip sync Lala Perusa, like they bring it back for that. And then the queens get to vote on who won the lip sync. So maybe it will come back. Maybe it won't. I have no clue.
2: So it's mostly like the lipsticks being introduced in All Stars getting like, I assume that we're going to find I guess we won't find out until the third episode. And then we'll just find out how every single person from both teams had ranked.
1: Well, I don't Each know other? about that because we the last time there was a some sort of vote, which was on All Stars three, they public they didn't put it in the episode, but then they put online. Actually, oh. I think EW debuted that clip. Actually, of uh, we, gotta,
2: we gotta get these rankings
1: revealing who the the rankings were or who okay. voted for who. Yeah, because mm-hmm. all they did was reveal the results on the air, but then they let they uh, let the uh, full thing, the full voting. Go online. So,
2: but I mean, I would be really surprised if when the groups get together and they're all saying, like, oh, who was in the top of yours and who won yours, they're not also saying how they voted. Or if people are truly watching the circle and voting with strategy, like we've seen there, that sometimes people they really are ranking people way higher or way lower than maybe they deserve to be because they're trying to save somebody or trying to knock someone out. So, next week, if suddenly. The two tops are actually people who performed the worst at the show and they just, I don't know, somebody was trying to vote with strategy to save themselves or they're all friends or whatever it is. We could potentially see a really wild result, which yeah. um, people will have to explain.
1: Mm-hmm. But though there were no eliminations, I mean, Safira and Q were, I think, rightfully voted as the top two of the episode and they didn't Im- – what. I, this, I hesitate to like call it a I mean it was it was a bit of a murder. Um as much as we loved Q's performance, I think Safira really oh, did just sort yeah. of to the lip sync to Beyonce's Break My Soul. I mean she Oh, I just, mean so Q
2: has commented because somebody tweeted yeah. like when did you know that um that Safira was going to win or something and Q like quote tweeted and was like the moment or when did you know that I can't remember how it was worded, whatever. Q like played along and like very clearly she was like the second I knew I was against Safira to a Beyonce song. I knew it was over.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they both just took very different approaches to the song right from the start, and it reminded me sort of of like Kenya and Latrice, but yes. uh, well, not to that extent. No, not to, not to that extent. But, no, but I'm saying like the way that Safira just very quickly she didn't immediately start dancing. She just like very slowly started walking while yeah, was sort of loved that. more dancing. Yeah, it yes. was at that and moment. was do
2: was lip syncing a different part. Like I've heard right. Queens talk about this before of like. I don't know anything about music. They call it some term, like always do it to this part of the vocal or this vocal. And like, this is the first time I saw it. And I was like, whatever the terminology is, I understand now what they're doing. And what Safira is doing is like making me feel different emotions <laughs> about what she's yeah, doing. And it yeah. was great.
1: Well, it gave us an all time great lip sync moment that we still it's the approaching it, it it is approaching tammy brown my father fucked marlena dietrich for me <laughs> as like can't think about it without dying the titty bib yes. i think for both of us
2: no i think i watched it before <laughs> you and i was like this i was like i'm not spoiling it but it does contain my like favorite breastplate moment of yes. all time on this show like it was like, it killed me. It totally killed she, me. My jaw was on the floor, the end, just like her boobs.
1: She just is bouncing. She's doing the little, what does Lagondra call it? The... Word slam that I'm not going to say on this podcast because Jillian probably doesn't want me to say that word, but um, just slamming it into the stage and the boob plate is just <laughs>
2: plopping. And down. they were so small, oh, like on the runway. So even small. I was like, "Oh, why is she wearing like oh. Luxes? Like, why is this so narrow for her body? Oh, it's so, so small." Funny. And like, that oh, just like, thank oh. God she did because it just made it even. It just made it so much more funnier than even oh. if she were. You know, like, Jessica to my coconuts was really funny, and it was, like, they were very big coconuts, but, like, how small these were and just, like, flying all over the stage, like, just really made it. So I'm so thankful that she she was a choice of breastplate.
1: To sell merch that is, like, a necklace that is that. Yes. Oh,
2: my God. I would buy that
1: and wear it every day of my life. It is so funny. It, it, It was so good. But it also does bring up... A question to me like if you're saying that q quote tweeted that and was like oh as soon as i knew it was safira and beyonce like it was over mm-hmm. i'm he- i'm seeing some chatter online about like does safira feel sort of like a sasha colby type where it's kind of like superior mother super mother almost untouchable with this sort of regard because you're seeing a lot of other queens say that too like i mean she just did a music video with katya so it's like, I mean, apparently they've known each other for a very long time. And Honey Davenport has spoken uh, very positively of Safira as well. And it's just like Safira has this esteem, I think, in the industry with all that she can do. Mm-hmm. So and then she had a nearly flawless performance in this episode as well. It just kind of feels like we're in the era of like Safira dominance. And it just kind of feels inevitable that. She feels like she is going to go very, very far in this competition.
2: Or are we going to be just completely shattered or she can't live up to it or, you know, like the second that she stumbles, which for anyone else would be fine. Suddenly we're like really holding her on like such a high platform that we're like, oh, we can't believe
1: she She doesn't seem like someone who even if she does sort of stumble on something, it would like detract or it it would like uh, derail her that much. She yeah. seems very confident and assured in what she's doing. So
2: I think so. And she she had two other iconic moments that I want to mention. One was if you caught this confessional. So in the middle of Amanda's song about the lost kitty, <laughs> it cuts to a confessional of Safira saying, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like the delivery of it is so perfect. It was so funny. <laughs> and it's like she does have this kind of, I don't know, like a perfect kind of – reading of her sisters and like shade where you're like I, I said i equated it to like regina george in a text to you of like when you like you don't know if you're like so happy this person is talking to you or the thing they're saying is actually like ruder than intended but it doesn't even come off that rude because she also says to amanda in untucked when she says i like your, your personality respect. is so much better than your drag well, and it's even- like it still comes off as like oh wow thanks you love my personality yeah. But like,
1: even Amanda, I think Amanda also quotes tweeted did that, and it was like, oh, I just felt nothing but like mother's love in this moment. Yeah. So it just, it's, and, but you could tell Safira, like, also, like, you could tell, like, after she said it, she, like, looked out and then looked off camera. Like, she knew it was, it was just such a good moment. I am, I, I'm almost ready to declare, like, Safira Stan podcast, maybe, but like uh, we did we'll with Jessica, well, Jessica yeah, Wilde we'll last see. year. But I think,
2: yeah. yes, I think that. I guess my only thing was, and I really was living for Q for most of the, for all of the episode up until the lip sync. And then it was Twitter like, oh handle. no. Hmm?
1: Oh, that is her Twitter. Well, inter- hey, her Instagram <laughs> she handle, got me. living for Q.
2: That at living. That's me, at living for Q. Um, <laughs> but, and then I was like, oh, is she going to be, like, is she going to be, like, really impressive, like, kill it in a design challenge, whatever. And then the second she lands in the bottom, um you know go home from a lip sync like is she not going to be able to hold her own in a lip sync or was it just that Safira was, just was
1: like first episode nerves so dominant
2: yeah. yeah and then i guess for sephira like i really i don't know i would say i wasn't the biggest fan of her runway and she I, I kind of like did agree with most of michelle's critiques for that one so i was like oh i hope she is able to deliver the looks but i'm not going to judge her on Mm-hmm. one look so yeah that's the only thing that kind of was worrying me but based on this episode and the newly revamped untucked which we mentioned we have a whole story about all the changes how do we see these queens stacking up on future episodes performance wise and potential drama and any pr- other predictions other than potential safira dominance
1: yeah i think safira feels like and i think the entire internet agrees that safira feels like a very big force in this competition i think uh based on in mini challenge and also maybe confessionals and just their general personality i feel like we might see maybe mirage um struggle with like a comedy challenge or something i think that yeah uh she, but she could also be like the, a lip sync assassin of the season. I clearly yeah, can see I can definitely being see very that. afraid to lip sync against her because she is so amazing on stage. Uh Dawn, like you said before, I think Dawn is going to do well in comedy challenges. Q is also very funny in, in the interviews that we've been doing. Q is very funny. I'll be interested to see how that translates to like a comedy or acting challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh Tsunami, though, I, I, I was very surprised at her performance. Because like I said, I've seen her around the new york scene for a while and she is such an amazing performer so i think this performance was a little surprising in the in the talent show so mm-hmm. um and i know she has it in dinner so i I'm, I'm thinking that we'll see some good fashion moments from her we'll see i know we'll see if she has to lip sync throughout the season we'll see a great lip sync from tsunami so uh, i i it was a it was an odd episode and because we only got half of them, so we can't it's hard yeah. to gauge who's gonna go far when compared to the others. But I think this episode was more about like, okay, I can see maybe in the if if everything goes to the classic sort of drag race format, um, who is gonna succeed within the certain structures and, and confines of this show because they're all great performers. They proved to us this episode that they all have something amazing within them. So um
2: I did wanna oh, I wanted to point out one other Easter egg, speaking of tsunami song. Uh, Angeria posted on Instagram, and I had never caught this or had no idea, that in the very beginning of Tsunami's song, there's like a brief vocal that says, Ocean, I need a bop. And that's Angeria yeah. um, for working with Ocean Kelly. And everyone who has had an Ocean Kelly uh, produced song for a talent show on Drag Race since then always has like a quick drop. That is Angeria's voice saying, Ocean, I need a bomb. And so it's played for Candy Muse. It's played for La La Ree. I think there was another. She posted all the clips. And so that was like such a fun Easter egg that we will always be listening for Angeria's voice in episodes to come.
1: Oh, I love Angeria. I miss seeing her on our screens. Um, Well, that's all for our recap. I think we did it. Stay tuned for more live from the Candy Muse Bodega as we welcome the Candy Muse Bodega CEO and owner herself to Quick Drag to discuss the drag race debut of her beloved daughter, Tsunami Muse, coming right up.
0: I'm star quality, Baby. get the fuck out of here.
1: Welcome back to EW's Quick Drag Podcast where we are kicking off season 16 live from New York, Brooklyn to be exact from the stock room at the Candy Muse Bodega which has been officially recognized by the United Nations as a sacred space as Tsunami Muse makes her Drag Race debut. As we record this podcast here on our banana phones our guest judge, I almost said guest judge I am so embedded in the Drag Race universe I said guest judge. <laughs> well yes! All right, well yes, um, our guest joins us to reflect on being a single mom Who's worked two drag race jobs On season 13 and All Stars 8 <laughs> And loves her star quality kids And never stops Please welcome the always fabulous Banana phone answering queen herself <gasps> Miss Candy Muse Candy how are you
0: <laughs> What is the tea honeybee
1: Oh I'm, Hi, we're honey. hoping that You're going to tell us the tea That we, uh, <laughs> yes. I always love talking with you Candy Jillian and I are very Excited to break down this first episode with you so um
0: oh my god i am so excited because there's so much that i have to say also so much that tsunami wanted me to say (laughs) okay Okay. Okay. we can't wait
2: oh you're gonna get
0: to all of that yes Yes.
2: um but speaking of candy we know you must be a proud mother after this weekend so how does it feel to finally see another muse on the show and do you remember the first time Tsunami told you she would be doing the show and what your reaction was?
0: Oh my God. First of all, I am so excited. You know, Tsunami is not only just my drag daughter, but also one of my best friends. Um, So I'm like, it's out of this world that I just feel like all this excitement that my best friend is on television. Cause you know, drag race, um, as easy as it may look to some people, it is actually very difficult to get casted onto the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and only 12 to 14 girls get that golden ticket a year. So for it to be someone in your city, great. Someone that performs in your home bar, amazing. Someone in your drag family, even better. But someone that's your best friend is like, Oh my God, incredible. And you know, not to share too much of her story before uh, it's, you know, aired on television, but as someone who is, you know, a part of uh, DACA, yeah. uh, being on television uh, and having this huge platform, it's such a help um, with, you know, that situation and now being able to travel the world. And it's, I mean, that's it's one of the main reasons why I wanted her to get on the show to begin with. So it, it's incredible.
1: yeah i I, well i mean in my interview with her from 2023 i mean tsunami said that she was (laughs) she said i don't know if you watched the whole thing but she said that she was trying to quote quote unquote rehabilitate your image on drag race (laughs) and in this episode she called herself the graceful muse uh (laughs) but in our group interview that we did last week the queen's unanimously voted tsunami as queen of untucked they all pointed to her when i asked and it's
0: it's, i did see that yes
1: it is it's very interesting to me that maya who is the granddaughter of tamisha iman is on Ah! this season with your daughter after you and tamisha (laughs) made so many iconic untucked (laughs) moments so what do you think we can expect from tsunami and untucked and since you are the producer did you like coach or produce her on how to have star quality
0: Oh my god. Wait, you know what? First of all, before I even answered that question, I just realized there was a second question I did not answer. And as a producer, I must go back and ask <gasps> my okay, question. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You. <laughs> you know, the the moment I um heard okay, so I was in the UK on the haters roast with Jimbo and Heidi, where we made the alliance. Yes, for yes. For all Yes, game. yes. Okay. Oh, Yes, okay, yeah, exactly. We we were getting ready for um the show and Heidi had, and obviously at that moment I had already like I knew that a certain a few girls had gotten like their first phone calls from Drag Race and so on. I saw I knew the casting process was coming to yeah. an, an end, yeah. and then Heidi was like, "Hey, like I heard like the sixteen girls got their calls already." And in my mind, I was like, "Well, there's no way." I was like, "I know, tsunami made it far in the casting process." I was like. I was like, oh, my God, no, she didn't get on the season. So I called her, trying to be, like, real, like, discreet and like, <laughs> and, like, think about it, because if she wasn't casted, I didn't want to, like, like uh you know, ruin, like, her dreams and, and make her feel like shit. But I was like, okay, let me just find out. So I called her and was like, hey, girl. I was like, you know, um so have you heard anything from casting yet? And she was like, mm, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like, I, I just heard a rumor that, like, <laughs> Um, the girls got their like final calls already, and um, she was silent for a second. <laughs> and I was like, "Hello." She was like, "Like she was like, where where are you?" Because obviously it's a secret thing that we can't tell. We're on drugs, yeah. um, and I was like, "Oh, I'm in the dressing room." She goes, "Oh, can you are you able to leave the, the dressing room real quick?" And in that moment, I was like, <gasps> and then she she wanted to wait for me to get back from tour. To tell me in person that she was on the show, oh. which I thought was so so sweet. But yeah, it, it was um, that was incredible. I was like, oh girl, once I found out she was on Drag Race, I was like, yes, I get to be famous for one more year. Um <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> my god! Not that but, day, like literally birthing the All Stars Eight Alliance and
0: also Tsunami's Drag Race. Yeah, this story. is like Damn. a
2: new national holiday. Yes. Whatever day this oh, was. What? <laughs> oh,
0: god, yeah, no, it was incredible. That's very uh, but cute. It's really, as you can remind me of that question. Of course,
1: I- yes. Thank you. <laughs> (laughs) For producing this podcast as well, Candy. Um, But so we were talking about um, uh, all of the queens saying that Tsunami was the queen of Untucked. And it's also funny because Maya, the granddaughter of Tamisha Iman, is also Uh on Untucked. She's going to be on Untucked with Tsunami this season. So, what do you think we can expect from Tsunami and Untucked? And did you coach or produce uh, Tsunami on how to have star quality and Untucked?
0: You know, um, Tsunami has a lot of star quality in her own realm. And I think that... So I think when people hear the Queen of Untucked, you know, without giving too much away, whether it is drama or just being fun um, in the Untucked, um, I think being amused brings... Uh, you have this aura and this energy that people gravitate towards you automatically. So whether it is drama that she's having in Untucked or, you know, just having a kiki with the girls is going to be good because... Um, During press week here in New York City, we were in in Tsunami's hotel room. And when I tell you all the girls, it was like flies. What is that saying? Mops to a flame? Yes. Fly to a Mm -hmm. flame? All the girls were in Tsunami's room nonstop because she was like the party girl. So um, it is just an attestment to what we're going to see and and why it's called, what do they call it? Tsunamis Tsunami's afters. (laughs) Shodami's afters. Um, But, you know, um, Maya is Tamisha Iman's drag daughter. Mm -hmm. So let's see if it brings any um, juicy Emmy-winning MTV-nominated untalks once again. Always with the credits, (laughs) yes.
2: (laughs) And while we are on the topic, I do have to ask, where do things stand with you and Tamisha right now? Because I believe (laughs) the last time you spoke with Joey for an EW interview, you said you were trying to do a talk show together. So what is the status?
0: Yes, um, you know, ever since, that was when, that was, that interview was like two years ago. I think we sold it like, yeah, it was like. Uh, yeah, no, I like think, uh, ago, yeah, I was going to so. say, I think
1: that was for All-Stars 8, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: something like that. Um, I, you know, I have not heard much from Tanisha uh, since then. I don't really keep up with her, but not because we uh, don't speak. I don't think she really keeps up with a lot of a, um, a our cash from season 13. Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm not mistaking, I'm either blocked <laughs> on all social medias, or she either has no social medias. <laughs> Either one, I, I, I can't see her account. Hmm. So,
1: <laughs> so no phone calls. Being like, "Hey, your your daughter messed with my granddaughter on untugged."
0: <laughs> no, no, but you know, I am hoping that one of these days we get to uh, uh, Kiki once again because I was rewatching season thirteen and I was like, "Oh my god, what a fun experience that was!" Yeah. But now that I know, you know, that her granddaughter and my daughter are going to be in untucked together, I'm gonna find a way. I- yeah, maybe from um my burner account to reach out to T. <laughs> <so long. laughs> no. We need a
2: finale moment with you both <gasps> and your descendants on the yes.
0: show. Oh my! You know, start producing. There's, there's a lot of things that need to be uh, held. For season thirteen. I think season thirteen is a redo in itself. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So start get on producing it, Candy. Let's go. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I did see. I, I also saw a tweet that um you uh quote tweeted after this premiere um, because i do want to shift a little bit and talk about tsunami on the show um somebody said you seem to have a a good sense of humor about this because the tweet i think it said something like tsunami completed the muse tradition by doing that Uh. on the first episode (laughs) or something and you seem to really get a kick out of it and then um you did also later tweet about how difficult it is to prepare for those talent shows i mean it's a 60 second song while preparing looks and it was Oh, go ahead. It's so hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can totally see that. And I have to admit, I, having seen Tsunami perform on stage myself for a few years, I mean, I yeah. was, I do think I was surprised by the talent show because I know what it's okay, she Okay. Let's,
0: let's get into that let's because into I have, uh, you know, and I could whoop Tsunami's ass for this as well. <laughs> oh, <no>. um, <laughs> You know, I will say though, one thing about Tsunami that I love that, um, it was, it's something that I wish I had on my original season was, um, she's not really feeding into the negativity or any hate that's being thrown her way. Um, you know, if you like look at her Twitter, she's like laughing at all like the the tweets, you know, and I think that that's such a, it's such a a good way of viewing things because at the end of the day, it's something we filmed a year ago. We filmed, like I'm on the show. It's something (laughs) we filmed. You know, so long ago and you can't really sit there and dwell on what you did and didn't do. At the end of the day, you film what you filmed, it's being aired, and you can either sit there and enjoy your time on Drag Race or uh which is or sit there and, you know, just be bitter, which a lot of the girls do. And I think on my first season, I was going back and forth with fans and trying to prove why I'm I'm you know, why I did yeah. certain things. But this that's an attestment once again to who Shunami is. She doesn't take herself too serious but let's get into the talent show because yes it is hard getting ready for drag race and it is very hard also uh you know coming up with a talent show i mean like with the they call it a variety show they don't call it a talent show on drag race oh that's true that's true (laughs) fun fact yes um but coming up with the with an act is very difficult especially because you're getting ready for drag race you have three weeks you know you have to get x amount of looks together so it's hard now. I always say mother knows best. And I, I didn't, here's the thing. When Tsunami was getting ready for Drag Race, I helped her to my best ability without getting in the way of allowing her creativity and freedom to flow. Because I can tell you, hey, this will look good on stage, but that's because it's my idea, right? And I don't wanna, I don't wanna cloud your ideas with what Candy Muse wants because I'm not the one on Drag Race. I don't, I'm not the one on television. I want you to, be as creative as you want. Um, however, with that being said, where Tsunami recorded this, she recorded the song in 20 minutes, pro. I love it. Yeah. And we heard the song and I said, oh my God, amazing. Like, what a bop. We have this friend, uh, Anthony, uh, here in, in uh, New York City, who does a lot of choreography for me uh, whenever we have really uh, huge performances. And I said, okay, Tsunami, I. Obviously, had just done a, the talent show on All Stars Eight, so I said, "Girl, um, they might or might not have a choreographer on stage to help you, but what you should do get Anthony to get you to um choreograph you a number before going over there, so that you can at least have the basics of what you you know you want to perform on the stage." And she was like, "Yeah, girl, yeah, girl, yeah, girl." And as the days went on, I said, "Hey, girl, have you done the choreography yet?" And just like up up until the final moment. And she is so stubborn sometimes because I literally, and she, I was like, it was the day of, and I was like, okay, the talent show clearly will be the first episode. Did you do choreo for the song? And she was like, no, girl, I did oh, it. It's no. okay. Like, I'm going to give it. And I was like, oh, oh girl. And then she got back home and she was like, um, once she was done rapping, filming, she was like, oh, girl, for the talent show. I should have had choreography oh, yeah. and I was like see <laughs> this is why you listen to your mother to someone who has yes. done it previously but you know it hey it like it, it, listen as Twitter said she lived up to the muse um <laughs> The Muse what is it? Where the Muse legacy? The, the Muse legacy, <laughs> and you know what? That is true because season thirteen, episode one was rough for me. Once we did the the girl group challenge. <laughs> so the, the
1: lesson is, you have to listen to mother, or else she wants to whoop yes. your ass. Uh, quoting A you,
0: very, very that. You know what's so funny? Because before coming on here, she was like, "Make sure you tell everyone that like you did tell me that, um, to have choreography." okay <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's one of those things where we were um, we did a private screening um at the roxy cinema mm-hmm. uh with a, a close 100 friends um <laughs> and we were sitting there and we were watching and it's always so awkward watching yourself on television where you're not doing the best of your abilities in front of people especially when there's a room full of people that love you because then they have to sit there and pretend you're doing amazing mm-hmm. um but we're just like Mm, yeah there could have been more but you know nonetheless, it, i always yeah very that but i always say this i it is amazing to start off strong but my favorite storylines on drag race are and this i'm not saying this is her storyline i'm not saying you know, no spoilers here i'm just saying my story my favorite storylines are the ones where there's an arc <laughs> almost like me on season 13 where it was you know uh uphill um yeah, situation yeah. so yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what happens from this point forward okay i'm is living
2: there- for the candy stage mother muse era
1: <laughs> oh, <yes.
0: laughs> this era is so good <laughs> I know, Uh, and you know, and it's so crazy because I am so, I'm, I'm, Tsunami will literally tell you I'm her number one fan and I truly am. Um, and I'm so overprotective of my friends and my drag family. So, uh, and what, and I will say one thing Tsunami did prep me for before the season actually goes, please, don't argue with anyone online on my behalf. Don't <laughs> fight with anyone. Like, just just let it go. You know, so she's also teaching me how to have more patience with people. Um, because I'm very overprotective. And, you know, anytime I see anything negative, I'm really like, no. I'm ready to fight and, and, and you know, battle with them. But... Yeah, I really am, like, the stage mother right now. I'm, like, I'm sitting on the sideline with, like, my camera. That's literally how I felt (laughs) at our viewing party. I was sitting there with my camera, um, recording her in the audience, and it literally felt like a proud (laughs) parrot. Did
1: you cry at all? Did you get emotional?
0: Oh, my God. Of course. You know, I, for the last three years, my friends have been nothing but supportive Of of my dreams and tsunami has been part of that journey, especially you know with being on draggers and stuff. So now it's so cool being able to kind of sit back and you know for the last three years it's been all about me. It's it's nice now to have a switch up and uh, see one of my best friends live out their dreams. Truly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Okay, so back to the variety show. Who were you impressed by? Did you have any
0: favorite, least favorite performances? Honestly, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> favorite, least favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I will say Safira, and I, I've known Safira for many, many years. I've slept over her house, you know, and I, I, I was so shocked because as much as I've known her for so many years, uh, I never knew that she was an opera singer, which I was like, oh my God, incredible. And you know, someone that not necessarily surprised me, but was so incredible is Mirage, oh, yes. who uh, has recently been getting her flowers yes. on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's incredible and such a sweetheart, you know, and it's always so hard coming into drag race, um, knowing you have a, a, a drag, uh, parent or a drag sister on your previous season, cause you get compared to a lot and sometimes you can get a little bit overshadowed. But I mean, my God, she's just, you know, and by that I mean, you know, she's sisters with Anitra. Yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, she was just incredible. Someone that wasn't necessarily my favorite. I don't know, you know, as someone that has done the variety show before, I can't sing and tell you like, oh my God, you know, this person was terrible because I know how hard it is. But um, you know, I can't be biased. Tsunami, unfortunately, I think out of everyone, if I was doing the if I was doing the Raider Queen, unfortunately, I would have to put her at number seven. Oh, we're gonna have you do it later. We were gonna have
1: you do it. <laughs> We were gonna have you rate her, but um, okay. So we'd already know. Spoiler: is tsunami nominees <laughs> in last place. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: No. Uh,
2: okay. I do want to ask your thoughts, though, on this. It seems like there might be a pattern. Tell me if you disagree. Of queens leaning more into doing a catchy or quirky song and dance number. I was assuming, in the hopes of getting a viral meme or song out of it, um, for the audience reaction versus just the judges in the room reaction.
0: Do you right. agree with
2: that? And do you think that's a wise strategy if that is what's happening?
0: No, absolutely. You know, I think that girls find it's the easy route to create a song while getting ready for a drag race. Um, i I and i and I stand by this. I don't think they should be doing a variety show on the first episode on a regular season. I think they should say stuff like that. For All-Stars, because at that point on All-Stars, you travel the world. You're more, you know, from your original season up until All-Star, you mature so much and so and your drag grows so quick. Um, and I think that when girls are getting ready for the variety show, they're thinking, how can I impress the judges and make it past that week or, or win? Uh, instead of thinking, okay, I'm on television and every single episode of this show Needs to be needs to contribute to something iconic and something viral. Um, so let me think about what I what I can conjure, you know, for that to happen while I'm there. So I don't know. It's it's such a double edged sword because I think you know a lot of the girls are like thinking to themselves, oh, I want I want to get my catchy song on the show, and you know right. and. But when it comes to the variety show, you know, at this point we've, Drag Race has been on for 16 years and we've had, what, um, variety shows a few times on the show. Mm-hmm. So it, it comes down to like, how can you stand out? You know, I, I mean, listen, even Jimbo on All Stars 8, all she did was make ice cream on the, on the, you know, <laughs> on the, on the stage and you know, people literally for it. So you, re- you never know what people are going to live for, but it's hard. It's it's definitely difficult coming up with something fresh and new that we haven't seen before.
1: Uh, we were saying, well, Jillian and I, when we do our little recap section of the podcast, we were saying that we almost think... It, it, I we, we like the idea, I think, of the talent show or the variety show being the sort of introduction to the queens. But if you're going to do the talent show or the variety show, there should be no elimination like it was this episode because
0: right you're just getting
1: to know the queens and this is a i I think but it is interesting to sort of see some of them get caught up and like okay i'm maybe doing something that uses some of my skills but is maybe more geared toward going viral in the fandom versus actually being a showcase of the full breadth of your artistry and getting
0: yeah you know even even thinking now like if I if I could go back um to last summer and sit there with, with tsunami and think and think okay what should we do for your variety show instead of a song I'm like you know tsunami is a very funny person and she's a signed model I say hey girl listen some of the most quirkiest and funniest uh variety show uh you know acts are out of the box girl you could have sat on the stage and uh taught rupaul how to pose and model in some (laughs) sort of funny way you know nelly smalls did it yeah uh you know so i don't know it's it's always so difficult especially because once again you're trying to get that you know i didn't have my variety show song two days until i left to go film all stars eight so it's always so hard trying to come up with with something and Mm -hmm. i remember when they told me we're doing a variety show i went blank yeah. Now I'm a talented bitch. You are. I went blank. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's maybe for seventeen, um we just won't have a variety show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's it seems like they'd switch it up every few years or so. So maybe yeah, we'll we'll see a different a shift in that format for the premiere. But uh I do I'm glad that you got ahead of us already and and already decided to tell us without being prompted that you were gonna put tsunami last on raid Queen. so unfortunately <laughs> if there was an elimination this episode and candy was in charge tsunami this would be your first and last drag race oh, episode no. um
0: yeah well you know what there was an elimination who who was number oh i well here's the thing is there would have been a bottom two i think it would have been tsunami and amanda, amanda yeah and Granted, Tsunami, you know, wasn't the best at that variety show, uh, extravaganza. But if anyone has seen Tsunami, uh, live knows that she is a performer. So I think she would have, she would have sent Amanda packet But, you know, yep. then again, it's dragon's age. do not really what happens.
1: <laughs> well, who would you? Okay. So Tsunami is seven. So if you were doing Rate a Queen, how would you rate the others from one to six?
0: Okay. You know what lies? I think Tsunami's better. Tsunami's, um, <laughs> Uh, a runway was a bit better than Amanda. So yeah. I would put Tsunami at six. I would put Amanda at seven. Okay. I would put Safira at one. Mm-hmm. Q, I would put at st- three. Yeah, I'm going to put Mirage at second. And then that means Morphine gets four. S- four. Yeah. four. Four! Four! <laughs> 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 yeah yeah right i think yes. all Yeah, the and then who's right? five miss... so then oh did i miss someone? yeah
1: five would be wait who am i, I said, forgetting
0: q mirage sasira tsunami Dawn. amanda oh don don yeah i would put don as well i think don and 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 Murphy are fighting for four and okay. five all right, that's an interesting
1: ranking. Yeah, I, but it, but I think the tops and the bottoms, yeah, are consistent with yeah. with how they how they went on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the most part, they a fair. I'm not going to call riggery this time. Not yet. <laughs> 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 so, I I mean,
1: I think we do see fans or, or queens asking fans not to sort of rate or compare the queens or like rank them. So, do you think that that doing it on the show like maybe opens the floodgates for more of that going on in the fandom
0: well i don't know you know it's such a well yes nah, i don't know i do know and that is the answer is yes um (laughs) you know a lot of fans tend to uh go by what they see on the show so yes it definitely will be opening the floodgates to fans uh to rate the queens on their own but i would say this as long as it's not hurting the queens and As long as you're not tagging the Queens and your negative opinions, it's just going to make the show more fun. Because it's like football. It's a fantasy league. It's a TV show. The Jaguars fans are diehard fans. And that is incredible. As long as it's not hurting anyone, I think you can rate the Queens as much as you want. Because we can't tell people not to enjoy the show the way they want to, right? But I always say this. Keep your negative opinions in your group chats, or don't tag the Queens or under their comments. Yeah. But... Mm -hmm. um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Radio Queen plays out throughout the season. Um, and you know how I don't know. I I want to know why that, that's the twist that they chose for this time around. But I guess we'll find out, right?
2: That was actually going to be our next question to you because, like, do you think that there was that this twist was introduced kind of like the lipstick voting just to get drama to, like, get some fights, get some conversations going, or, I don't know, that's kind of what it seemed like to us. so,
0: because as the seasons go on and the fans get a little more brutal on the girls, I think girls are more scared uh, to be a little, to give more TV moments, to be a little shady, to throw shade, you know? Um, And I think that maybe that was introduced for that reason however i don't think that that is going to be an issue with this group because their dynamic uh compared to you know casts from like the last three seasons seems really well they mesh really well together and they're able to like throw playful shade at each other and 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 i've seen some other interviews i've seen some of the um the the uh, uh what do you call it we have uh, uh um a tense moment. It seems some like some of the girls uh, in your interview, Joey, specifically, it was like, ooh, I yeah. feel a little tension here. Yep. So, yep. I don't think this group will have any issues uh, bringing the drama this season. Do you care to name names, Candy? <laughs> well, listen, I don't know. There was some tension there between uh, uh, Don and playing Jane and uh, a lot of the girls that I was there the girl was okay, girl. You can get the touch of with the knife. So I'm excited to see how this all plays out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so. I also have to just say before we move on to this next question that I love that. Candy Muse gets this mustache and then suddenly makes a football reference. Like, what?
0: Oh, right. what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Candy? You know, funny enough, the football was playing on my television the other day, and I just let it play. And I was, and I sat there and watched it. But
1: oh hey. my god, the Muse evolution, the next era, football era. Um, so we do know there was also a moment in the trailer for this season coming up, and I did ask Tsunami briefly about it in the group interview. That I cannot wait for to see tsunami recreating your denim look with the boom box um, oh! the season 13 premiere i screamed when i saw this trailer and uh <laughs> she did tell me in the group interview that it was the same one so whose idea was yes. it for her to take that to drag race and did like dahlia and aja also have any input on
0: tsunami's prep for the show oh my god of course it was my idea duh <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait you're going to drag race you need to you need to talk about me they have to know they they have to remember me no you know um when we got the prompt um for the runways and the specific category that it was for we were going down the line of what you, she should do and landed on the boom box because it just worked for that specific you know it, it was perfect i was like oh my god duh you should do this um so that was the boom box um it was a bit hard to travel with the boombox to LA for her because <clears throat> people. What people don't know about the, the let me just tell you about this infamous boombox. <laughs> that boombox was created by Rare Tees in Los Angeles as a very last minute prop that he made out of extra fabric. I didn't ask for it. It wasn't part of the, the final sketch. It was not something he made. And I have flown to LA. It was during COVID. I flew to LA. Three days before going to go film season thirteen to film the uh, sitting alone in the VIP music video with Alaska, mm-hmm. and to do my final fitting for the um the boombox or, or the entrance outfit, and then that's when I was given the boombox. That does, it's it's cardboard. It does not break down. It's a huge boombox. Oh my god. So I couldn't bring it back to New York cuz I still had to fly back to New York to pack for drag race to fly back to LA in 3 days to go film. So I couldn't bring it back to New York. So at the airport um the day I went to go um go away for drag race yeah. uh production was a bit late to pick me up. <laughs> so we had a small window where uh uh Monique Hart drove to Burbank Airport and <laughs> snuck the boombox into um baggage claim on the floor <laughs> and snuck out. And that is the way I was able to bring that boom box onto set of season 13. Oh my, <laughs> my god. <laughs> god. Mo
1: Hart infiltrating the oh my gosh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you told that story before? I don't know, but hey, here we are now. Yes. Sorry, um, production. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you gosh, know? that is so but funny. It, 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 it's the small things that make uh, Jaggy still memorable. Yes. So, yes. you know, when Tsunami said, you know, I'm going to bring the boombox, so I was like, oh my God, of course, it's a piece of, like, Jaggy's history. I I think it's, it, and it's just sitting in my house. Did you, you
1: have know? to do the same thing and get it past baggage claim for Tsunami? <laughs> and,
0: you know, luckily, we were able to fit it in one of her suitcases, so. Damn, okay. <laughs> one of the ones
1: that you stole from, from the set, or that you asked for more? Oh, no. no, well, you know,
0: I, you know, I did take a lot of things I from know. Drag Race. There's Actually, um, I just hung up the workroom wall on my wall, <gasps> um, Oh, It's next to the little Tic Tac from uh, RuPaul's Yes. Yeah, yes. So.
2: Well, you did recently tweet that you'd always go back if Drag Race calls, so you can yes. get some more goodies, even for a versus the world or global all-star <laughs> season. Have you had any calls yet?
0: You know, I... Um, I I've had calls for um other seasons um that I've politely declined um but if I were to ever get a call for like a global all star I would always be judged by RuPaul I would never say no to Drag Race um sometimes I wish I would have waited a little bit longer um but you know for all stars but all stars eight was an incredible experience yeah. but when RuPaul calls I will always answer yeah. you know. Drag Race, to me, is like home. Uh It's like summer camp, and I always have such a great time there. And uh I will say production, loves, they love me so much. And, you know, they're always reaching out to see how I'm doing um for future projects. You know, stay tuned. And, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. I will always go back. I would never say no to Drag Race. I don't know if I would go back right at this very moment. You know, I just did the last three years two Drag Races in a row. Um, So I think I can wait a little bit longer, you know, and I'm just now coming into my uh, new, you know, new forms of doing drag and yeah, I would wait a little bit longer, but I would always say yes, absolutely. And if if they ever said, do we want a mother daughter season? Oh, maybe I mean, we'll be there. Yes. Oh my God. I would love to see that. Can
2: you, can you share any of the things that you said you did decline?
0: You know, I I would, I'm going to plead the fist on that one, you know. I I don't want to burn any bridges with anyone, but uh, just know that you, you know, you would have seen Kenny news on other other <laughs> iterations of the show, but <laughs> no, you know, I, I I will always say this. I will say this though. I will only go on the show if I'm being judged by RuPaul. And that is the only way I would not decline going on a show. Uh,
1: well, that narrows it down, I, I think. I
0: yes.
1: Just... <laughs> <laughs> um, now that the dust
2: has settled a little on All Stars 8, how are you feeling about all the explosive drama that went down? And is there any more tea on the season you can share with us now? Oh,
0: my God. You know what's so funny? Uh, me, Jimbo, Heidi, and uh, uh, Jessica are actually going on a cruise next month mm-hmm. to the Caribbean for seven days. <laughs> So let's see if we all kill each other. But <laughs> funny enough, Heidi just texted me this morning um, asking, well, actually uh, earlier, asking me how, how my year was going. So I need—I haven't answered just yet, but I will in a second. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, um, no, it's amazing. All Stars was such a, I think, you know, All Stars was such a dramatic season. And even, you know, a lot of the drama wasn't, you know, a lot of the drama didn't make the final cut. There was a lot more that that didn't. That was edited out, but which is unfortunate. But it was such, you know. And I just saw Alexis Michelle the other day at the season 16 yeah, premiere, looking yeah. gorgeous. So you know, it's again we were making TV, and I'm glad that the fans felt so, you know, they loved the. I I just think that like we were just there to have a good time, and also like. There was some real shit happening, you know? The, the fights between me and Heidi were real. Between Heidi and Kahana, those were real. Me and Alexis, those are all real emotions that I think we hadn't seen on Dragons in a very long time. And I think that at that point, you know, there was a lot happening on set, uh, that a lot of the girls, you know, were just feeling some kind of way over. So, uh, there were a lot of hot emotions on that. And I don't know, now that All Stars kind of like came and went, you know, we filmed it and then I waited a year and then the premiere happened and then I blinked and it was the finale. I was like, "Whoa, okay, yeah. that happened so fast." Which is why I always tell the girls, "Enjoy your drag moment," because it comes and it goes so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, do I still think I should have won? Yeah, <laughs> 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 but you know, um, it, it, it was it was a great experience, and I get to say that I finished second. Um, for the second, or first runner-up, excuse me. Yes, first runner-up. <laughs> you know, for the second time, which is, um I think, you know, a mo- which I think makes me technically um a winner-adjacent. So... <laughs>
2: yes, literally, literally winners. adjacent Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Again. If Jimbo can't
0: fulfill those duties, Oh. to yeah. step up. <laughs> Hello. Well, you know what? No, because I will say the The All Star Crown for All Stars Eight was a little bit ugly, so I was kind of hoping. I was like, you know what? I was I was being like, yeah, you know what? Thank God that it went. I don't want the ugly crown, anyways. <laughs> oh, <Candy. laughs> this is why we love talking
1: to you, Candy. Um, yes. but uh, it it was. I I am glad you brought up Alexis Michelle. I did see her the other day at the event too. It was nice to see that you know that I I am hoping, or well, maybe not hoping, depending on the answer to this <laughs> next question. How is the All Stars Eight group chat? right now like are you, know, are you still close with all of them
0: we um everyone on all a, is a little, it's a little busy with their life so but once in a while we do you know we have a group chat on instagram because a lot of people don't have iphones So, um you know we i don't want any green bubbles um, <laughs> message. but we do have an instagram um group chat where once in a while we'll like we'll send things in you know and i have a group chat where like um kahana uh jessica uh jimbo and um Monica and Na we call it the six feet feathers <laughs> um, because we you know we're all uh, about six feet tall in heels and we're just uh- light of the feather, so pretty. Um, but, you know, we, once in a while, we reach out and stuff. Everyone's, everyone's pretty. I have, I'm a very busy woman. Yes, I, you know, are. I just finished work the world. So I don't tend to answer a lot of my text messages, which, uh, it's not a very good thing. But, you know, I, Jimbo does call me, uh, like every once in a while, she'll FaceTime me. She FaceTime me when I was in Puerto Vallarta. She was on tour with the girls. Um, so yeah, Jessica, she always reaches out and you, yeah, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Lala's a very busy girl. I don't like to bother Lala. You know, that woman is on the Lala experience world <laughs> tour. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, we, once in a while, I reach out here and there. You know, I'm the kind of person where I believe that I don't have to speak to a friend every single day in order to keep up the friendship. I think that our connection speaks for itself and we don't have, you know, we can pick that up tomorrow and it'll be like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. Well that's that's great. I'm glad that you have a firm grasp on uh you know your uh your dynamic and your boundaries there i think that that's that's really healthy and important so oh yeah um candy is there anything else that that you want to add about tsunami or anything anything that she you said she wanted to to tell us that you (laughs) didn't you didn't get to talk about
0: i think she she just wanted to let everyone know that she's a stubborn little bitch and she should have listened to me for the variety (laughs) show but you know it's going to be such a magical experience um seeing the world fall in love with tsunami the way i did when i first met her and just Seeing her journey on Drag Race and seeing how much she's grown from filming two uh, now, so yeah, it's gonna be incredible, and I'm excited to see the uh, the girls. And the season just looks like it's gonna be so much fun. It does. So yeah, maybe it'll be the first season since season thirteen to win um, best cast Emmy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well we'll, well, we'll see because uh, season fifteen Emmy hasn't happened yeah. yet, but we, right. we will see. <laughs> yeah, no, we,
1: yeah, no, definitely. Well, Candy, it is. Always a joy speaking with you. Thank you so yeah, much thank for being for having me. Of course, always. <laughs> thank you Candy. Um and thank you for letting us also use the Candy Muse Bodega for our uh, shooting location today.
0: Of course. <laughs> and 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 after this we're going to jump on the SS Muse. Yes. yes! <laughs> she she's had some some, you know, some fixes to her. So hey, let's jump on board. I did forget to ask you <laughs>
1: if you bought the boat yet. I always ask you if you bought the boat.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't think I can park a boat anywhere near in Brooklyn, so true,
1: true. Well,
0: well, there is the, the Brooklyn Navy Yard. But other than that, the, I was going <laughs> to say yes, one
1: of the biggest Navy yards. Yes, in Brooklyn. That's the only <laughs> right. thing. Well, Candy, thank you again, um and enjoy your day.
2: Thank you for joining us once again to kick off another season of Quick Drag, and thanks again to the legendary Candy Muse for joining us for our premiere. Please tell your friends about our podcast. Please give us a good rating on your favorite podcast platform wherever you're listening to this and write us a review so that we can keep bringing you more tea and interviews with your favorite cast members from drag race and plasma please make sure your dad is listening to this podcast (laughs) and giving us a good rating
1: (laughs) (laughs) tune in next week as we continue quick drag along with episode two of season 16 we have plenty of more guests in store as the season progresses for now until next week, in honor of Safira Crystal, have a breast night! night. This weather, cloudy weather. Ooh.